Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparency Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hi guys, welcome back to Money in the Air. Today we are talking about a very special topic, which is what doesn't pay. We're always talking about what does pay, but here today to talk about it, we have Tanya and myself to go over this topic. Hey everybody, yeah, just Andrew and Tanya here today. Every day I'll have a musician say, oh, I've got a thousand streams on Spotify, so surely that's, you know, can quantify as a thousand or two in neighboring rights. And I'm like, oh, I wish. Unfortunately, streaming doesn't pay neighboring rights royalties anywhere apart from Spain and in Hungary. So it's those two territories for neighboring rights, which is exciting. And there is an initiative in Europe called Pay Performers. And all the member states are like kind of looking at legislation and there's lobby groups and pressure groups, which I'm a part of as well. And we are hopeful that slowly but surely other EU member states will follow suit basically and start to pay neighbouring rights for streaming. So in Spain, it's Spotify only at the moment. In Hungary, it's Deezer only. But Spotify, there's a lawsuit happening in Hungary involving Spotify. So hopefully they will also start to pay as a DSP, which is interesting and exciting. Also, YouTube comes up a lot. You can get like a gosh a million views on YouTube you know in my opinion yeah that that should be neighboring rights royalties too it definitely pays publishing but not neighboring rights not right now not in any territory I mean the law it always takes a while to catch up but you know the streaming in two countries pays neighboring rights it's like well it's a matter of time right until YouTube gets involved it might take a little while at the moment YouTube does not pay also live musicians often mix up you know songwriting and performance with your performance on a recording so you might do like a before COVID times a sellout tour all around the world and you're thinking yeah yeah like where's my PPL at (laughs) it's like unfortunately yeah totally separate income streams you know the songwriters of the songs that you are performing are gonna get publishing royalties based on the set list but think about it you're performing live you're not you know the recording that master recording that was released and is played on the radio or streamed on Spotify that is not being played or aired you know it's you're doing a live performance so uh, yeah, live comes up a lot. So you have your sound recording and you have your music composition. Every single time it is played, essentially, in theory, there should be two sets of rights that are being exercised. It's performance and then it is a reproduction, which means on the sound recording, performance, then reproduction means streaming or sales. And then on the music composition, that means performance and then mechanical income. So because performance is not fully being recognized at the streaming level, that's what we're talking about here. And it's also only narrowly focused on audio only. So that's why YouTube is not also being included because it's audio visual. You have the ability to choose the track. It's not broadcast. For example, in the UK, if something is playing on MTV and it's on a TV station, you're not able to choose that track. That will produce a neighboring right. However, if you're on YouTube and doing that same music video that's interactive so you won't receive a neighboring right for that a lot of it is to do with you know are you able to interactively get involved are you 
you making the decision to switch track, to skip it, to speed it up, that, that's the crux of it, isn't it, really? Like with the radio, you didn't really have a choice. You know, the, the DJ's playing the tracks and they will get paid neighboring rights. But it's the way that copyright evolves. So the first one was the ability to reproduce your work. And then the second of which was a performance right back in the 1850s. So it is, it's a right layered upon another right that just gradually grew over time. It's interactive or non-interactive. Is it audio? Is it audiovisual? Those are your primary criteria. Also, I often get asked by musicians, um, you know, my track's been synced in this commercial and there's background music in this commercial, you know, on TV. And that's a great question because I'd say nine times out of ten, no, it doesn't qualify for neighbouring rights. However, in the Netherlands and in Spain, I know that you can get neighbouring rights if your music is in the background of a commercial, an advert we'd say in the UK, and it's played on a TV. So that's worth bearing in mind. Of course, you'd have to go direct at Centre in the Netherlands, AIE in Spain. You can't rely on PPL to do that for you because they don't pay for music in adverts or commercials. So it's that's why it's very good to go direct in certain societies. If you know that you're heavy with library music or it's on commercials or streaming, you know, definitely get involved in Hungary. So there it's called EGI, the society. Yeah, it's worthwhile. That's a great point Tanya so just to clarify audiovisual in the UK I know that there is rights that are produced for songs that are recordings that are on shows like TV shows that is that's fair game yeah it if um so it's a very great area at PPL if, if you're watching a TV show and you hear music in the background and that's a commercially released piece of music. So you could find it on Spotify, for example, or it's, you know, Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Of course, it's going to have an ISRC. It's going to be on PBL's database. It's had airplay. They're going to match income to that. So with production music, also known as library music, it's it's a grey area because PPL doesn't collect from TV broadcasters for those types of uh, tracks. However, if you, what we recommend to rights holders is that they release the library music, which you see a lot of on Spotify, especially with the Marvel kind of films, you know, like um, the Spider-Mans, the Supermans, you know, release that, as it, release the soundtrack, generate your ISRCs, and then, you know, you'll be surprised at which countries do pay. Some countries in Europe do pay audiovisual that has production or library music. So when I say library production, it's interchangeable. And again, um, the Netherlands, Spain, Germany, France does as well. Quite a lot of Eastern Europe. It's worth doing that. Release the masters that you own. You never know who's going to play it on what show in which country and they might pay. I'm fairly confident that regulation will catch up with consumption patterns. And there will be a day that you start to receive performance income on audiovisual, on YouTube and, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, non-interactive streams. So on Spotify, we're just not there yet in, in, in all countries. Great point, Tanya, about the live performance aspect of it. So just to reiterate, you are a recording artist and you are also the songwriter. And then you're going on tour around the States or wherever around the world to go play on tour in the UK. And you are the artist and you're also the songwriter. 
And then you will receive a songwriter royalty from PRS, but you are not going to receive uh, a sound recording neighboring right royalty from PPL. There's no actual sound recording when you are performing that live. You are recreating the composition <laughs> or performing the composition. Exactly. Yeah, you have the rights to copy the song. And I, I love the word copyright because you just flip it around. It's like you have the rights to copy it, you know? Nice, nice. Yeah. There is I- there's a kind of there's something that a few of us uh, neighboring rights reps are discussing right now. We think it's a valid point, but again, we don't think things are going to change in the short term. But hopefully, they will. It's for like DJ sets, you know, like DJs that play recorded music in a live music venue. It, then it's difficult to constitute is it a live performance or not because but yeah, recorded music is definitely being played, you know. And so that we're trying to pressure PPL to recognize that and license it as such, but they're dragging their heels and I'm sure there's more to it. And it's probably not as cut and dry as, yeah, just license it because they're playing, their set list is just, they're playing recorded music through the sound system. Um, what do you reckon to that? Yes, I would say so. They're using a pre-existing sound recording, but then that even opens up to backing tracks. What if you're an artist that is lip syncing through their performance and it's an entirely done sound recording they're just dancing to it how is that not qualifying for neighboring rights at that point i agree with you exactly this happens all the time there's lip syncing going on and uh, yeah a pre-recorded track is simply you know someone's hitting play and it's being broadcast and there's people in the audience and maybe it's being recorded for a dvd package and maybe it's on tv and who, it's there is a lot there's a lot of unknowns in this income stream and a lot of gray areas but um you know that's why ifo is it's important to like talk about it and join up and sign up and because we do lobby for positive changes it's and i feel like with the paid performance campaign in europe we are hopeful that other countries such as sweden that's looking good will start paying neighboring rights on streaming yeah you should like just kind of check out the website and follow us on twitter and you'll see the kind of positive changes that are happening and how you can get involved all right guys thank you very much for stopping by today hopefully that this was very informative as to what does not pay and some of which is due to pay maybe not in the short term future but in the longer term uh, when countries start to get their acts together. All right, thank you very much.